0: Dennis Stewart joining me, Jane Klein. What have we got for Health Naturally today? Oh,
1: Jane, we've got some very interesting information to discuss. You and I are both uh, well beyond our youth, so I thought today would be appropriate for us to look at what both of us are facing, and that is the dilemma of ageing, and to see what we can do with natural medicine, perhaps to make it a little bit easier, a little bit um, longer.
0: Aging's going to be our topic, uh, but of course we're very happy to take your calls. And Frank has rung in from Chain Valley Bay. Hello, Frank.
2: Hello, how are you? Hello, Frank, how are you? I'm very well, Dennis, yourself?
1: Good, Good. I'm very well, Frank. How can I help you?
2: Um, I have a lot of trouble with my sinus. Uh, I can tell that. I have that. a lot of mucus.
1: Mm, I can uh, tell that.
2: Mm. And it's... it's uh, I'm on sprays which the doctor gave me but nice. my, my son, uh, he goes into Go Vita a yes. fair bit and yes. he's a member there yes. and he was telling me something I don't know if this is the mm-hmm. correct pronunciation Kelly Muir
1: Okay, what, he, what he's referring to there is what is referred to as a biochemic remedy Now when we talk about biochemic remedies they are essentially mineral remedies that are administered in what's referred to as low homeopathic potencies. There is a system of medicine that was developed by an Austrian doctor, Dr. schuschler towards the end of the 19th century, where he concluded that a range of minerals naturally found in the body, if they were deficient... They could precipitate various symptoms of illness or disease. Uh, and so he, he developed the hypothesis, which is subsequently proven to be useful, that where you recognise certain conditions, you can meet those conditions with a particular mineral in a biochemic form, and calimer is the Latin meaning for potassium chloride. a Potassium chloride, however, administered in an infinitesimal or homeopathic dose. And remarkable as it might sound, and esoteric as it might sound, it is still popularly used as a very safe, frontline assault on congestive conditions, and occasionally, I will prescribe it in conjunction with a bracket of herbs as a second line of assault on a congestive upper respiratory tract problem. So it's not a bad starting base. They're very economical. They don't cost a lot of money to purchase. They're exceedingly safe. They will not clash with other medications. Uh, But the clue here is they need to be taken. If you're a chronic sinus sufferer, Kayleigh Myrrh, one of the tissue salts, needs to be taken uh, over a period of time to build up um, a a prophylaxis or a prevention against the condition. So it's a good starting base. Mm -hmm. If you've been battling with it all your life, I'd suggest you go to your GoVita and get some Kaylee Myrrh. But but, uh, my approach to sinus is a little bit more sophisticated. And if you have a pencil and paper, and if listeners have a pencil and paper, I'll give you what I would consider to be a a very useful and proven way of addressing chronic sinus conditions. And let me emphasize here, I'm talking about chronic or recurrent sinus conditions, not necessarily an acute condition, which may need to be managed by a doctor. But if you have a chronic upper respiratory tract condition, as well as thinking of the biochemic remedy, think of also what are called bioflavonoids. Now, bioflavonoids are natural substances found in fruits and vegetables. They're readily available. They usually come with vitamin C, and they're popularly used by naturopaths and herbalists and increasingly integrative doctors for addressing inflammatory conditions of the sinuses, bioflavonoids. And thirdly, the two most important herbs called up In the British Herbal Pharmacopeia, which is the Bible of modern herbalism, for sinus, are two herbs. One of them is called eyebright, and the other is called Elder. Those two remedies, from the herbal perspective, reinforced by some bioflavonoids with vitamin C, reinforced by the mineral Kalei Myrrh, gives you a trilogy of very safe remedies with a very good possibility of breaking into this recurrent sinus condition. It sounds
2: like uh, a great. Right. Uh, will I still take the spray as well, or did the spray miss while now, I'm taking these? Ha- nice?
1: Now, has your doctor prescribed it?
2: Uh, yes.
1: Okay. Whatever your doctor has prescribed, you must pursue. The spray will not. Okay. The spray will not interfere, and vice versa. The medications I'm talking about will not interfere. But, but, if you experience improvement, it is logical to discuss with your doctor. The withdrawal of the spray, I'm sure he'd go along with that because the spray is symptomatic. It's not necessarily curative.
0: And this is health naturally. our ageing. It's a problem that none of us can escape, Dennis Stewart.
1: Well, let's let's, uh, perhaps challenge that a little bit, Jane.
0: Okay, we're going to challenge this. I'm I'm pleased to hear
1: it. I think the reality of it is that we all are, in the Western world and certainly in this country, living longer than our forebears. I can remember as a young man... Uh, not as a young man, as a young boy, visiting my dying grandfather in Maryville, Huey McAllister. He was dying of lung cancer. He'd been a minor all of his life and had worked on the open hearth, seen his sons go and fight the Second World War. And I was taken in. It was a very large family. And Huey was dying at home, as they used to do in the mid-50s. And one of the sons said, Oh, well, you know, Huey's had a good life. Huey died at 64. Yes. Uh, what are we saying? We're saying here are we. To, to die at 64 today would be considered to be quite sad. And uh, our life expectancy has improved dramatically, not necessarily coming from medicine. Medicine has made a contribution, but I think better housing, better sewerage, better social facilities and services. But whichever way we look at it, we are living longer. But that is no reason why we can't look to the natural world to see if ageing can, in fact, be better handled, slowed down, and resisted. And uh, one of the one of the texts that's influenced uh, my academic career and my practice for at least 25, maybe 30 years is a book written by the uh, German genius Dr. Rudolf Weiss. He was an M.D. but a, a well-qualified phytotherapist or medical herbalist, and he wrote a book entitled Herbal Medicine, which I've used as a text for my students for a long time. the section in that when he discusses three herbs in the context of ageing and resisting the ageing process. The first herb was Korean ginseng, and in his book he has some magnificent information that encourages us to see that the Asians who have used ginseng for hundreds of years are onto something, because it has a lot of chemical constituents which arguably, which arguably cause the body to adapt to some of the challenges of ageing. So, one herb I'm putting out there that needs to be considered by elderly people to take on board is Korean ginseng. That's we, one. We'll talk about others as we go along.
0: We will indeed. We're looking forward to them. And we have a caller who's rung through on 49216216 and Chris from Walls
1: Hello, Chris. Hello, how are you? I'm well.
3: Um. Yeah. I've been, I've suffered with eczema all my life. Yes. Now it's just under the arms. Yes. It, it come comes and goes. So yes.
1: And you're using I said, uh, you're using topical <laughs> steroids on it, are you?
3: Well, I do, but I, I'm just wearing it at the moment okay. because they don't seem to do any good anymore.
1: Okay. Look, I've uh, for years I've helped people with eczema. In fact, interestingly, Chris, it was eczema that got me into this profession. In my Resolution of my own eczema through natural medicine procedures encouraged me as a young man in Sydney when I was practising as an engineer to take advantage of being in Sydney and to study natural medicine. So eczema has been one of the topics and conditions that I've been particularly interested in. Uh, What I would suggest is if it is restricted at this stage to your armpits, Uh, make sure that it is eczema to start with because very frequently in damp sweaty parts of the body fungal conditions can assert themselves and sometimes they can be misrepresented or misinterpreted i'm sure your doctor wouldn't misinterpret it but make sure that it is an eczema now if it is, an ex- if it is and, and the reason I say that is that you are saying that, well, the steroid that you're using is not doing as good a job as it was before. It could be that it's a fungal condition and might need an antifungal. Perhaps you need to have a yarn with your GP. But on the assumption that it is, at this stage, a restricted uh, condition uh, of yeah. extra, I would uh, suggest you try what's called the GA cream. Now, the GA, cream, GA cream is one of my favorite topical applications, I think that um, I would be the only one, as far as I'm aware in Australia, that's actually prescribing it and manufacturing it for people. It's based on an extract of licorice, believe it or not, even, yeah, though, right. even though it's white and, and has a zinc base, licorice contains substances which mimic the effect of steroid, but do not have the devastating effect that continual use of cortisone has on the skin uh, so yeah. the GA cream I would suggest you try and because you've taken the trouble to ring the program what I will say to you is if you hang on uh, our producer will take your name and address and my clinic in Alma Road New Lambton will send you free of charge uh, a jar of my GA cream which I will dispense for you Oh, that'd be fantastic. But you see how you go. We we uh, supplied this or dispensed it to a gentleman from Ermington a number of weeks ago who had um, who had great uh, success and rang back. So if you uh, receive the, the GA cream, as I'm sure you will, uh, get back to us and let us know how you go with it.
3: Oh, I, I sure will. Yes, yeah, so I used to have it in all over me body yes. to one stage, but as I grew up, I'm 53 now. Yes. It's gotten... It just comes and goes.
1: It's just burnt itself out, has it?
3: It it has in in some parts, but I'll still get a patch here or a patch there. But this summer, uh, it's sort of come back, like ears under the arms and and a bit on the back of the legs. But
1: um, what what I would say is this. If it it is still a, a recurrent condition, don't just treat it topically. In our system of medicine, uh, the skin is always seen as something that uh, requires uh, oral medication, usually herbs and, uh, and supplements. And my approach to eczema is very much founded on a prescription of liquid herbs, again, based on the selection from the British Herbal Pharmacopeia and the two most important herbs, very strongly recommended in Europe, the two most important herbs to use to address chronic Recurring eczema uh, are the two herbs, heart's ease, heart's ease, botanical, heart's ease botanically known as viola tricolor, or stinging nettle, commonly known as urtica. Of course, in a, in a liquid preparation, those two can frequently break through a chronic recurrent eczema that is not responding to even medical approaches.
0: This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's Herbal Medicine Centre in New Lambton, and we're taking your calls on 49216216, and Alan has rung that number from Gervan. Hello, Alan. You've got something to say to Dennis.
4: Hello, Mr Stewart. How are you going? Oh, hello, uh, Alan. How are you? Good, thanks. Look, in 2002, I broke my ankle very badly. Okay. And uh, I... Uh, spent three months in uh, in hospital where I where I got the the hospital germ. Yes. Uh, they wanted to cut me foot off pretty bad. Uh, they wanted it right or wrong, and uh, I wouldn't let that happen. And after a while, it took nearly a year for the uh, for the wound to close. Yes. And then I went back and got the pins taken out of it, and then it wasn't going to close again. Yes. In two thousand and three, I think that I went to you at New Lambton. Yes. And you put me on a. Uh, that you made up, I yes. call it concoction because yes. I don't know a better word for it. Yes, okay. and uh, I still have my foot.
1: That's good, isn't it?
4: Yeah, the uh, the hospital germ disappeared. In fact, I I had an infection in my foot about two years ago, and I went back to John Hunter's because I thought the hospital germ had come back. Hmm. But it wasn't, it was just a normal, uh, as the doctor said, it was just a garden variety yes, yes. of the, uh, so, of the um, infection.
1: So, so you've still got your foot?
4: I've still got my foot, and whatever <laughs> you give me, fixed up the hospital germ, that's what I'm trying
1: to say. No, I've got an idea what I would have given you, and it, it, just, it just goes to show, uh, Alan, and I can vaguely recollect you, um, it just g- goes to show that despite the, the cynics, the critics that are out there that, that attack this oldest system of medicine known to mankind, that it can still work and work effectively when it's properly prescribed in the 21st century. So yeah, you're, it, well, you're, it
4: worked for me good.
1: And I would have no problem in, um, in uh, discussing with anyone that's interested what would have been in that mixture. Um, I know very well what would be in it. One of the main herbs that would have been in it would have been the herb Echinacea. Another herb would have been Calendula. Uh, another herb would have been prickly ash and I can explain very well how they work so Alan I'm delighted that you've taken the trouble to get back it's, all, even,
4: it's even I went to another uh, local doctor yes and because I was after uh, him to help me with uh, some other stuff yes and, so, and I said to him about this and he said no no I can't give you that because it might affect your diabetes and and it wouldn't help the infection yeah. and he said look he said um, you're changing that dressing twice a day He said why don't you just go and get it cut off oh, and uh, and get get it over with mm, and i just started taking the medicine from you yes and all all the time that i had with an open wound and changing the dressing twice a day as with uh, so the stuff coming out of it yes uh, it was only two to three weeks after that doctor told me look you'll never get over it. go and get it cut off mm. uh, that that it, that it actually started to close yes yeah. and i i just uh one morning I woke up and it had closed.
1: Yeah, but that and, doesn't uh, surprise me.
4: I thought, well, you know, that's that's too good to be true, so I waited and it did come open again, but the following morning again it was closed and it's never
1: opened since. So oh, that's on. lovely, Alan. You still got your foot and I know what would have been in that mixture. Um it's it's good to get that feedback. Here am I a couple of years away from retirement and to hear that sort of feedback it still makes me thrilled and I never ever regret having left engineering to get into herbal medicine 35 years ago because the stories uh, that one day I'm going to write will include stories like yours and a similar story of an elderly lady that I used to treat at Broadmeadow just after the earthquake who had an ulcer on the ball of a foot and she was told that it would never heal, that the only way the problem could be solved was to amputate the foot. That lady sensibly withstood the medical pressure. She still has a foot. It was healed with herbs and a topical application of honey ointment.
0: That is just such good news. 49216216 is the number for your question to come through to Dennis Stewart on Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Sally has rung in from Wall's End. Now, Sally, you've got a bit of a problem you'd like to talk to Dennis about. Yes.
2: Yeah, um,
0: well, I'm 36 years old. Um, I'm not on any medication. I've never had any... Uh, health issues, really, whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, and la- about a week ago, I woke up in the morning and all of a sudden, I couldn't walk, <laughs> okay. hardly, both, both of my feet were very stiff and painful to walk on, yes. and also my right knee, yes. and then um, that, I took some very high doses of vitamin C, mm-hmm. um, which seemed to eliminate the problem overnight. Mm-hmm. But then a few days later, it's come back, and today, again, it's very bad. My right foot is swollen,
1: um,
0: and my left foot seems to be back to normal, but just my right leg is
1: very sore. What what you need to do is to see a GP and get a blood test, because the symptoms that you're talking about could be associated with the association of what's called rheumatoid arthritis, and that can be a pretty nasty condition, and... um, My opinion would be this thing has come on suddenly. You shouldn't, you shouldn't just fiddle around with it, even though you may be getting a little bit of benefit. Your first step always with a sudden acute onset of any disease is to see your GP. They are our frontline people. And in your situation, you must see him to get a diagnosis. Once you have the diagnosis, then you can make decisions as to whether to go down a medical pathway or, if appropriate, look at some of the alternatives. But I can't emphasise enough in your case, Sally, see your GP.
0: That sounds like a very good path to go. So we're taking your calls on health naturally today, and we have another caller coming through. Hello, can you tell me your name? Yes, you. Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, hello. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff.
2: Jeff from Waratah.
0: Jeff, okay, what would you like to talk to Dennis about?
2: Uh, I want to talk about warts. Yes, Jeff, yes, yes. <laughs> Hello, Dennis. How are you? Uh, you'll get sick of me. I've, I've rang you twice on the other station previously oh, about yes. warts. Okay. And I'm getting really desperate. Um, the damn things, they're just starting to cover my body completely. They're okay. really getting out of hand now. Initially, you... Um, you had me on uh, two ointment and uh, some fluid, I, I yes. can't recollect a- the a- name.
1: Astragalus H? yeah,
2: yes. that's right. Yes. And that didn't work. Okay. And then you, you recommended um, PCCP tablets.
1: The, the Blackmore celloids.
2: Blackmores. Yes. yeah. Yes. And uh, I gave them a try for nine months and that didn't work either. Okay. And I'm just wondering if there's a plan C. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's, there's always a plan C, but look. Have you um, seen your GP or a dermatologist about these conditions? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, look, I think it is as much that this thing has been lingering and is obviously troubling you and seems to be asserting itself, yeah. what I do is, is clear the air, see your GP, get an opinion as to what it actually is. Uh, if it is a straight-out wart condition, then come and have a yarn with me at New Lampton. but... Normally, with warts, the approach that I've mentioned, using uh, antiviral herbs as contained in Astragalus 8 and using Thuya, which is the specific ointment used in our profession, usually that does a job. And the Blackmore's minerals have been so successful that I can rarely think of them ever missing. But if they've missed in your case, uh, get it clarified as to what we're looking at and then come and have a yarn with me.
2: Yeah, they're just increasing... um, they're not, getting, not even stabilising, okay. they're getting more and more and I'm getting quite down about oh, it.
1: I understand. Look, see your GP, even if you just want to get back on the radio and talk to me about it, but clear the air first to find out what they actually are and why they're asserting themselves.
0: There's a course of action for you, Jeff. Good luck. And Theresa running, rung in from Newcastle. Hello, Theresa. Hi,
3: how
1: are you? Hello, Theresa. How can I help you?
3: Hi. I'm just wondering whether you could help me with rosacea. I have it on my face, and I treat it with a cream called Rosex.
1: Rosex, yes.
3: Um, It's uh, actually now changing the shape of my chin, and the Rosex seems to keep it at bay, but it's not uh, getting rid of Mm it. Is there anything that you can do that can uh,
1: stop it
3: getting worse?
1: Is this a long-standing condition, Therese?
3: Um, I've had
1: it now for a couple of years. Okay, you're postmenopausal.
2: Yes. Okay. Now
1: the only reason I ask that is that um, most women I see with rosacea are postmenopausal, and I'm particularly yes. thinking here of a lady that Abermain I treated probably five or six years ago, who was the worst case of rosacea I've seen in my life, and she responded beautifully to a yes. liquid to a liquid formulation based on the herb calendula. Now, yes. calendula is also known as greater marigold, and as oral yes. medication, usually in conjunction, usually in conjunction with the herb Echinacea, yes. and usually in conjunction with the herb Golden Seal, those three right. herbs, frequently combined by a medical herbalist, um, yes. give an oral medication which, in correct dosage, is sometimes remarkably useful in addressing the condition. Other, from a perspective other than just topical applications. Now, yes. you're in Newcastle. Whereabouts in Newcastle are you? In the city. Okay, well, look.
2: So I get your Lambton. You, you know, the, best, the
1: best thing to do would be uh, to pop up to New Lambton. I'm there on Monday, 39 Alma yes. Road, and my dispensary could dispense that for you uh, and yes. uh, give you a try on it. But at the same time, um, the GA cream used as a topical application is quite remarkable. Quite remarkable. Oh, okay. Now, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you wonderful. a little story about that. Um, years ago, I had a, a very big practice at Buronga, and my receptionist, um, who had studied with me years ago, um, was uh, battling with rosacea and had done for a number of years. Now, obviously, uh, being familiar with my system of medicine, she used the oral medication but also used the GA cream. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, once the uh, violence of the condition has subsided, that dear lady maintained her condition very well just by using the GA cream, which is not a steroid. I suspect to this day she might still be using it. So for a rosacea that is mild or in, in, a, in a condition less than the acute phase, don't overlook the potential of the GA cream.
0: Okay, so good luck with that, Therese. And uh, I think we've got time to take a call about something that isn't to do with skin conditions. Why not? Why Here's not? Paul from Newcastle as well. Your question for Dennis? Uh, Dennis, yes, Paul?
4: I, got, I got gout trouble in my feet. Yes. I had it, I had it two years ago and yes. I took some, I think it's called soury. Soury? Yes, 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 yes.
1: Okay. A, come. Okay. Um, is this just an episode that's come out of the blue, or do you get it regularly? Uh,
4: well, this is the second year I have it. I had it bad last year. I couldn't walk on my feet. Okay.
1: Now, are, are you taking allopurinol or anything from your doctor? No. Okay. No. no so nothing. you're just managing it episodically. Look, um, and you might be interested in this, celery seed extract, let me emphasize yes. celery seed extract, and it's based yep. on celery seed, so just juicing a lot of celery is not going to get the effect. It has to be based <laughs> on celery seed because celery seed contains what we call an essential oil, which is well documented in older literature as being a useful anti-gout remedy. Uh, so these days there are preparations in the marketplace. One of which is called Gout Fighter. Write that down, Paul. Gout yeah, Fighter. Now it incorporates. It incorporates celery seed extract even though it's in a capsule it incorporates celery seed extract together with together with other remedies particularly a concentrate of cherry ah oh, right. cherry i can't okay. so so the, Gout, the Gout fighter is a product produced by the american company nature sunshine it's readily available from my rooms at new lampton or perhaps other health food stores it's also it also has a significant quantity of willow bark in it And it's one of those remedies which if you are a, a gout sufferer, even though an occasional gout sufferer, and you're reluctant to go down the pathway of mainstream medication, taking that supplement, which is very, very economical, taking that supplement as a capsule ongoingly, in my opinion, would build up good prophylaxis against the reassertion of your gout.
0: This is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, and we're taking your calls on 49216216. Shane has rung in from Warners Bay, and arthritis is
1: your problem, Shane. Uh,
3: yeah, how are you
1: go. Hello, Shane. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Good, good.
3: Um, I was flicking through uh, some channels on the telly the other day, Yes, and... Um, Got the end of a, a thing on a current affair. Yes. And it was about um, a, a pill or something, or her, herbs or vitamins or something for arthritis. Um, the pill is called Polypill or something. Have you heard of it? Uh,
1: polypill, it sounds, it's, don't hold me to this, I didn't watch the program, but it, it sounds to me as that that might be a pharmaceutical that has perhaps multiple. Um, constituents in it to address yeah, that, arthritis. It had
3: something something to do with red wine.
1: Oh, resveratrol, okay. Um, uh, it, 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 as I say, I didn't, um, watch the program. Pity yeah, I didn't. Neither, neither did I. But, but, um, if it contains resveratrol, resveratrol is, uh, an extract that's classically found in things like red wine, yeah. although these days it's extracted and facilitated in, in concentrated forms in tablets and capsules, etc. Yeah. I'm a fan of resveratrol, but not so much for arthritic conditions. I see resveratrol as being perhaps very useful uh, to use uh, common terminology as an anti-aging remedy, and, okay. and resveratrol is popularly put forward as being potentially useful. Uh, for resisting certain forms of carcinoma, particularly of the bowel. Um, oh, yeah. uh, but as far as anti-inflammatory characteristics, as in arthritis, I'm not aware of that, but any, any resveratrol supplement would be useful. But do you have arthritis, do you, Shane? Oh, yeah. Okay, look, uh, you, you'd probably be on a fair amount of medication.
3: Oh, yeah, lots of
1: them. Okay. Not, uh,
3: not just for that,
1: yeah.
3: Uh, so <laughs> i lots of drugs.
1: Anything you take, you need to be very, very cautious about uh, mixing it with what your doctor has prescribed. Yeah. But coming back to resveratrol, it would be unlikely that it would, prescri- uh, could, would clash with anything. Right. And if you can get further information on that preparation, which sounds to be good preparation, uh, give me a ring next Friday and I'll be able to further comment on it for you. Yeah, no worries. I'll do that. Thank you, Shane. Thanks
0: thanks. Thanks for your call, Shane. And at nine minutes to one, just check the weather for our sponsor, the Hunter Motor Group, for new Subaru, Honda, Volkswagen and Isuzu. Partly cloudy, chance of a shower. We have 20 degrees at Adamstown at the moment. And uh, we've still got time for a call or two more, Dennis. And. Um, Looking forward to that But um, you did start off the program talking about ageing And you gave us one of the herbs that seems to be very effective
1: Look, um, rather than mention the other two that I wanted to talk about To reinforce my comments about the potential usefulness of Korean ginseng As an anti-ageing remedy for elderly people Let me give the listeners a little story to confirm my enthusiasm for it. Years ago, I was doing a postgraduate teaching program for Blackmores in Perth, and I was taken out at the end of the uh, series on, on a Saturday night in Perth to have a meal with two uh, medical students, two of the well-known doctors that were doing the program with me. One of the doctors brought along his ageing father, who was a Chinese gentleman, And as doctors frequently do, they inevitably started talking about medicine, which is quite boring when you want to go out for dinner and enjoy a few wines. So I found myself more interested in what this elderly Chinese gentleman, the father of one of the doctors, and he knew that I was interested in herbs. So we got along famously. And after we'd uh, had a few drinks and um, uh, I had the audacity to say to him, I said, "Um, how old are you? Now, you, don't, you only do that when you feel a little bit mellow. And so he, he, he looked at me and said, how old do you think? And I looked at this guy and his skin was perfect. He had all of his hair, jet black, and he was so smart and acute with his language, well-spoken English. And I looked at him and I said, oh, so he's 74, 75. And he threw his head back as if he broke into laughter. And he said, not so. He's 87 years of age. Oh, wow. And I was astute enough to say, okay, okay, what do you put it down to? And he said, I scour the world for the best ginseng. Now, he was a very affluent Chinese Malaysian who once a year, he told me, went to a remote part in China where he paid to be taken to where ginseng still grows wild. And he put down his health, his well-being to his regular use of ginseng and that is reaffirmed in vice's book on herbal medicine so i'm a fan of ginseng
0: okay ginseng's really important well we still have another couple of calls to go ron from cessnock you've got a problem with some back pain and or arthritis
1: hello ron
3: i just turned the radio off good all
1: right. how, yeah, all right. how are you,
3: I'm, Ron? I, I'm in my garage doing some woodwork.
1: Well, there you go. That's a very honourable um, thing to be doing, Ron. Oh yes. Okay.
3: I also belong to the men's shed.
1: Oh do. You really? I was out yes. there the other day. I, I a, a Great job out there at uh, out at the Allendale Hospital.
3: Oh yeah. No, I, I belong to the.
1: That's not one. Oh, okay. There's one out at um, out at Allendale uh, at Cal- near the Calvary um, Hospital there.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the one
1: I'm in. Yeah, they do a great job there. I, oh, my, wife yeah. and my wife and myself frequently drive past there and uh, see so the I wonderful pop in one work. Oh,
3: wonderful! you
1: meet everybody? Beg your pardon? I said, pop in. Oh, I, day, I will. I will do that. In fact, I, sp- I, I spoke to someone there a couple of years ago about putting some of my beehives on the, on the uh, on the property. Oh
3: yes. Uh, yeah. and,
1: I, and I want to follow that up, so I'll. Take up yes, your invitation, right? They look after
3: BIs, I think.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Now, what have you? What's the problem you've rung to talk to Dennis <laughs> about, right?
3: <laughs> Advertising the, uh, the other evening about this poly
1: Yes, yes.
3: Tablet. Yes. Uh, you, well, they have it with red wine and yes. oak wood.
1: Oak wood. Yeah, oak wood.
3: Oak wood. But to have the amount of wine and oak wood. You'll want round about ten small glasses.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't drink. <laughs> but
3: they had this capsule.
1: Okay. okay. And, okay. And,
3: and I thought, would it be all right for my wife to take them? Because because she gets a lot of pain in her back.
1: Okay. Look, and she's I, I, had
3: two new hips put in
1: okay. A previous listener rang me about this preparation And I must admit, Ron, I don't know a lot about it But it sounds pretty good But, again, if your wife is on multiple medications um, Anything she takes, whether it be natural or pharmaceutical Should be run past the GP So I would suggest that what you do is get the information on the product take it along to your GP and see if it would coincide or not interact with anything that your good GP's prescribed.
0: That sounds like good advice. And just one more very quick call we've got time for. It's Yvonne has rung in from Dungog.
1: Hello, Yvonne.
4: Good afternoon, Dennis. Just a quick question. Yes, Yvonne. I'm taking silica salt salts. Yes. uh, Yes. Yes. And to dissolve them under my tongue, I'm finding it very difficult because I also take for my bladder okay. which dries your mouth out yes, yes. and when I put cell salts in my mouth I'm just like <laughs> it's, I can't get it, get well, it what, out
1: what I suggest you do is dissolve uh-huh. the cell salt in a little bit of water
4: and that's be,
1: that, would be, that would be quite adequate Oh, wonderful! Oh, that makes it a lot easier. am well, a great. By the way, I'm a great fan, Yvonne, of this old-fashioned system of medicine. It uh, it still has a part to play, particularly in domestic management of of, of uh, levels of disease. A previous listener rang in about kali myrrh, which is one of the cell salts as well. Uh, so I'm glad you're using silica. It's still a remarkable remedy. Uh, you're using it for what purpose? Oh. You
4: know. <laughs> Yes, anything that's growing on
1: the body. That's exactly right. Okay, we won't go there. But no, look, try that with a little bit of water. I'm sure you'll find that will help, Yvonne.
0: And good luck with that, Yvonne. And that really does bring us to the close oh, of a we Health Naturally. We? We,
4: we could we catch could us
0: indeed. on podcast through 2NURFM.com and be tuned in next week when uh, we'll have Health Naturally again after the midday news on 2NURFM. Thank you, Dennis Stewart.
1: Thank you, Jane.